You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the workout in the weight room. At least to pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I ran back to the Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show on this Thursday edition of the Martin Houston Show. We want to welcome you into the program. You can listen to us live on the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on the radio dial. And the Martin Houston Show uh, can be also seen on Martin Houston Live on Facebook. It is a great day. Unless you're an Auburn Tiger. I mean, Wow. Um, I'll explain that statement in just a moment. Uh, like we do each and every day right here. Um, my Auburn high school fans, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone and serve someone. Um, you guys probably have a pretty hard task doing just that. And as Alabama fans, you may be going, what is Martin talking about? Stay tuned. We'll be breaking down uh, the first Alabama uh, high school football game, uh, championship game last night, 7A, Thompson versus Auburn High School. We'll give you some details on that game, uh, some news of note. Uh, Alabama did have uh, one of their former commits in that game. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about his play, maybe, maybe, uh, but definitely a guy who made a difference uh, at a key moment. It's just, uh, uh, I, I, if I'm staggering, I'm still, every time I get ready to I think about what I witnessed last night is is difficult uh, to 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 explain, especially when you think about the young men that it impacted. Um, last night we had an opportunity, and Joe was there with me. And uh, good morning, Joe. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great today, Martin. How about you? It was awesome. It was an awesome game. I'm still trying to recover and uh, process the whole thing. Yeah, it was it was definitely. A, a well-played game, uh, especially by the, the Auburn Tigers. I had a little fun last night um, at the game. Uh, had a post up at the beginning of the game that said, I cannot, uh, never thought I'd see the day when I would be pulling for an, for Auburn to win a game in Bryant-Denny. Uh, but that was the case last night. I was pulling for the uh, Auburn High School, Auburn High School Tigers uh, to, to win against Thompson. Uh, 
Um, and, uh, and, and it looked like that was going to be the case. It looked like, uh, the Auburn high school, um, Tigers were going to win. And if you're wondering why would I be pulling for the Auburn Tigers, um, I have, uh, um, my son, my oldest son, he's, he's, you know, he's a spiritual son, the young man I mentor and, and love. And, and we're like, he's like family is a coach on the Auburn high school staff. And, uh, he invited me out to come watch and support him. And, and I took that opportunity to do so. Uh, Auburn was expected Joe, uh, to get blown out. I mean, but the, the Thompson Warriors averaging what probably 40 to 50 points a game. Uh, they, 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 they just annihilating people score 50 points. If I'm not mistaken on Hoover, uh, on en route to getting there. So it wasn't expected to be a close game. And in reality, uh, Joe, I don't know that it was necessarily a close game. Uh, when you look at Auburn kind of controlled that game with the exception of, uh, a couple plays uh, in the first half, would you say Auburn controlled the game? Yeah, completely. Outside of, uh, a, what, two big passes for, for Thompson in the first half, their offense really yep. didn't do much outside of that. I, I thought that Auburn controlled the line of scrimmage both on offense and defense all night long, really. It was a couple uh, – I told my I told my buddy it seemed like there was some lightning strikes from Thompson and that was all it kind of was and not really a consistent storm if they want to use like that kind of analogy but it was just some ran, a bunch of random lightning strikes and they got enough in the very end to get it done. If there's ever a, uh, a game where the statement were uh, three or four plays uh, determine the outcome of a game and you don't know when those three or four plays are going to happen. I would say that's what happened last night. Uh, Thompson couldn't, couldn't, barely could even get a first down, and then they got a long touchdown pass. Uh, I mean, a long reception in the first half, and then a quick strike. The play, next play got them down into the red zone. And then there was apparently a busted coverage. Uh, the Thompson guy, it kind of looked like the Auburn game last year. I mean, last week uh, when Devontae Smith was running down the middle of the field, uh, Joe, when uh, number five, I uh, don't remember the kid's name, but he ended up being the quarterback the uh, remainder of the night, uh, you know. And and so let me let, let let me just describe to you listeners, and then we'll 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 we'll, we'll move on. But um, let's let me describe to you the last minute of the game. The last minute of the game. It is one minute to go. Auburn has the football. Now, it's fourth down. They're at probably the 40-yard line or ish. They're 40-ish. And they could take a knee. It's 28 to 19. And it's 28 to 19 after what I think Mark Freeman got bailed out, Joe. He made he made a to me a crazy call when it was twenty eight to nineteen. He could kick a field um he could kick the extra point and only need one score to tie and take it to overtime. He decides to go for two 
miss it. So it makes it 28-19. Now they have it's one minute to go, audience. And all they have to do is, I mean, they have to score twice. It's, that's Thompson. Auburn could have taken a knee, gave them the ball at the 40-ish. And, Joe, here, here, let me ask you this question. This is kind of a, a Martin Houston dislike the football, you know, mentality, short yardage type of situation. But in this case, it was the taking the knee. What were your thoughts about the way Auburn even took a knee on the previous three plays from the shotgun with the quarterback backing up? I guess it they took go ahead. I guess I didn't put too much thought into it. Are you worried about having a bad snap, uh having a bad snap and maybe maybe creating a turnover that way? No, no, I'm saying I'm saying what what they did. Remember they got the ball at about the 20, right? Yeah, so on the last possession? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They 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 got the ball at the twenty. They got to about two first downs and then started to take a knee. And and then by the time they took the knee, they they were all the way back at the forty. You see what I'm saying? Like like if you <laughs> you you would even think about punting the ball if you're at the twenty, you would just take a knee. But because they kept snapping it instead of. Instead of taking the snap from under center and taking a knee where you lose a yard or two, they were losing, what, six, seven yards, maybe more every time they took a knee. And then that had them in a situation where they were deciding to punt. And you may say, well, they don't ever take snaps from under center. I would understand if Auburn, I mean, a lot of high schools never take a snap from under center. And you can't just do it because you want to take a knee. But Auburn, part of their high school, I mean, their offense, and on their first drive, man, they looked old school. They had a fullback and actually had him in a four-point stance running a, a, a triple option look. And that's where they had a lot of their success. So it wasn't like this team couldn't take a knee. And all I'm saying is not, not really worried about uh, them fumbling the ball. The fact that they kept taking – they took all of those yards backing up, and then they decided to punt. Where if they had just taken a knee in the red zone, punting wouldn't even been on their mind. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and, and just give up that field position and keep your nine right. point lead and make them fight against the clock. Right, right. So they could have just took a knee, took a knee, took a knee, took a knee, and and, and then on fourth down, what would you have done if you're at the twenty five? You take a knee, or you line, you may line up to kick a field goal, but why you wouldn't? And and then get back to the story. Auburn decides to punt the ball. Not only do they get it blocked, the kid runs virtually uncontested. No one slows him down. He doesn't have to avoid anyone. And the reason I'm making this point is if he maybe if he has to contest be contest or make some moves or anything, the clock runs out on the other side. But anyway, they score. They get the extra point. Now there's 18 seconds, and they have to get an onside kick. They kick the ball, get the onside kick. Now they have 16 seconds to go. And they get a pass interference. They complete a like a five-yard out or an eight-yard out, something like that. 
Then they get an offsides. Offsides is big, Joe. You know what I mean? Because this, this, their kicker was not great. No, he was struggled all evening. Yeah, yeah. So, so those five yards matter. Then they get a 15-yard pass interference. So in 16 seconds, in 12 seconds actually, they get two PIs, a completion, and an offside. Thompson lines up with four seconds to go, kicks, and wins the game 29-28. And Curtis Lewis says Auburn is as Auburn does. So uh, heartbreak. uh, It it was so devastating. Even my son, who lost his senior game uh, in the playoffs to Sarah Land, uh, was saying, Dad, I think this one hurt uh, as bad for me, for those players, as my game hurt, you know, because it's one thing to go in, Joe, and get beat and lose in a state championship game. It it, it It's another thing to have won, dominated, and everything except for walk away with the ring, uh, the Auburn – High school Tigers did that last night. So uh, still congratulations to them uh, on getting there. They made it a game. And um, and like you said, it was one of the more entertaining games where I didn't have any skin in the game. Uh, I've watched all year. And you could tell you were watching, you know, football on the high school level at the, at the high at, at a really high level. Did it did it kind of. Uh, when I posted my picture, Joe, I don't know if you saw the comments, but people were like, there's more people here than are at the Alabama game. Uh, <laughs> it was packed. It was two two big-time high school uh, programs going at it, and the Thompson Warriors, Mark Freeman, back-to-back state champions, I think three out of four uh, or, or something like that. Two out of three close- for them. They, two, um, it's two out of three for them for the Thompson Warriors. Two out of three. They uh, two year, two years ago they lost in similar. Fa- they're facing a similar a similar storyline. Martin uh, Talia Tungavailoa got hurt in the state championship game two years ago, and Thompson right. was un- unable to win. And uh, it was kind of looking that way last night with uh, Connor Harrell getting hurt for Thompson last night, and Trey Roberson having to move from receiver into the quarterback role. He was struggling for a while playing quarterback, and their offense was 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 not was not moving very well, and so that's why I thought it was like a bunch of lightning strikes there. It was not consistent offense for from Thompson at all, and to, even the last bit of the game, it never felt like okay, we're taking a knee, the game's over, the game's over. all right, they're punting, and oh, he blocked they blocked a punt, and okay, I guess. Yeah. All right, well, still got to get an onside kick. It was just crazy how it all unfolded so quickly and so perfectly right there for to flip for Thompson right there at the end. Yeah, and, of course, we're going to be talking recruiting with Hank South, Joe, uh, kind of to talk about the one play, though, that probably if this young man comes back to the Tide will make the Tide Nation happy about what happened in that game. So, yeah, Jeremiah Alexander is the number one rated player in the junior class uh, in the state of Alabama. Play defensive line, defensive end type for Thompson. And uh, while uh, while Auburn was trying to kind of grind the game out and in the in the game, uh, he forced a fumble on the on the uh, Auburn quarterback Matthew Caldwell uh, forced a fumble and, and and recovered it himself. And that kind of sparked the Thompson Thompson offense scored their first touchdown uh, of the half. Yeah, of the half off of that play, uh, and that kind of got the got their momentum going. 
Yeah, at that point, it was 28-13, and Auburn had the ball, momentum, and everything going in their direction. And that sparked the 16-0 run that led to a 29-28 state championship for Thompson. So, hey, maybe uh, Alexander gets back on board with the Tide, and uh, we see him make some of those types of plays uh, down the stretch. We'll get to break here. Coming back on the other side, we will talk a little LSU, Alabama recruiting. I'm sure uh, Pat's on the uh, phone waiting. We'll get to him. Uh, you want to get in on the conversation, 205-342-9904. Uh, we'll be glad to work you in on this Thursday morning. And once again, congratulations to uh, the Thompson Warriors, Mark Freeman and his team, an uh, awesome coach, awesome man. And uh, there's going to be a lot more high school football happening. A couple teams out of West Alabama, Community Pickens County, Gordo, representing uh, their schools. Uh, that would be a great opportunity. Mike Williams, former Alabama tight end, leading the Pickens County team. Uh, and they'll be playing today as well. So, hey, Come on back, stay tuned, and we'll be here for more conversation on the Martin Houston Show. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks as we crank up our Thursday morning traffic pretty light. Just remember, if you do see conditions, give us a call, 205-886-8886. You don't have to leave town to get a great deal on a brand-new Nissan. You can get it right here at your hometown dealer, Townsend Nissan of Tuscaloosa. I'm Captain Ray. Clouds gradually increasing today, the high for this afternoon around 56. For tonight, mostly cloudy with a chance of light rain, especially after midnight, the low at 51. Tomorrow, a wet day, cloudy with periods of rain, the afternoon high at 60. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17-plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904 or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year on behalf of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash, telling you that it is a great season uh, to celebrate and show some love and give some love. And Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Overflow Express Wash, overflowexpresswash.com. Find them on Skyland Boulevard right next door to one of our other great sponsors, Alabama One. You can stop by and see them for a loan or a personal loan or auto or a refi on a mortgage or initial home purchase. That's Overflow Express Wash and Alabama One, both wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. All right, let's get back into this conversation. Um, basketball, wow. Um Bama basketball doing their thing, uh, getting a big victory last night. We can talk about that as well. 88-71. Uh, 
We'll get into that conversation, but Pat's been patiently holding, so let's bring Pat in. Pat, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? I think we lost Pat. I didn't realize that. I think we okay. lost Pat for the day. Okay. Uh, you still got okay. a, a, a caller. Chuck is on the line if you want to move to Chuck. Yeah, let's go ahead and move to Chuck. Chuck, you're in with the Martin hello. Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Uh, hello, brother, brother Houston. How's it going this morning? Uh, that's an interesting story you were telling about that high school uh, – State championship uh, football game uh, last night, and uh, yeah, somebody there's some around this time you started talking about state championship moments, and uh, yeah, I've seen those heartbreaking moments by watching high school football here in Louisiana, just like you were talking about what happened at and at and at an Auburn Thompson game last night, and uh, yeah. some uh, you started we're going you're going to be talking about the LSU Alabama game that's coming up, and uh, and some to look at the get the guys that are playing on those two teams uh, that they play in those state championship games like. Uh, Fonte Smith, uh, I remember when he played, uh, he played against uh, a guy that, that, that's with LSU. Uh, Jotre Kirkland was quarterback at Lutcher High School. And down, that's down in South Louisiana, both of the schools in South Louisiana. They played for the state championship. He was quarterback and now wide receiver at LSU. And Devontae Smith was at Amy High School. Uh, he beat, uh, uh, they, they beat Amy for the state championship. Uh, Devontae put on a, a show that day in, in a you know, team loss. And also, I look at Christian Harris. I, I remember him when he was playing at uh, LSU Laboratory High to uh, U High, they when they won the state championship and and I just think about all the other guys that are going to be on these you know, those two teams uh, Alabama and LSU who have had state championship moments. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's fun to see these kids get that opportunity. Uh, Joe, you can agree or uh, disagree with the, the statement. I thought last night's atmosphere. Um, yeah. I've been to several state championship games, Chuck, yeah. um, at, at the Super oh, yeah. Six, Super Seven here in Tuscaloosa. Oh, yeah. Last night's atmosphere was amazing, and you did not feel like you were. I mean, I, you felt like you were at a big time game. It just, it was just pretty amazing uh, with all of the lights and the big boards and the screens. That's the first time I've seen, you know, uh, all of the upgrades that that had happened, even though yeah. it was not packed with the way the fans ended up sitting. It was kind of interesting. Majority of the fans on both sides sit like 50 yard line back uh, down towards the oh, end zone okay. on one end of the field. Um, and, but it created a great atmosphere and uh, to see these kids get that opportunity. It, 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 it was a pretty amazing night. Uh, and the football was imagine. really, really good. Oh, boy, I can imagine it. Also, I want to leave another one now. The guy from my area that's playing with Alabama, Slade Bolden, played across the river at West Royal High School. Uh, he played in the state championship game against uh, Keaton Thompson, uh, who was at Mississippi State. Uh, at, uh, Keaton Thompson played at Landry Walker in New Orleans. He was quarterback. They, they beat West Royal High for the state that year, and uh, Slade Bolden was quarterback for West Royal High. They beat uh, West Royal High badly. But, uh, you know, I look at Keaton now at uh, – Virginia, but I look at where Slate is now, and like like he's uh, he's going to get his, get his, uh, some great moments uh, this season uh, over in uh, Tuscaloosa. Well, we're hoping that he he's able to have a couple of big moments uh, when it comes to uh, his opportunity. Uh, he, you know, he was injured last week and um, hadn't really got a chance to get rolling, but maybe he'll get rolling against his home state. Uh, LSU Tigers. Uh, yeah. Thanks for that c- call, Chuck. You got anything else for us? Oh, no problem. Uh, no, right. no, that's not anything else. Uh, but you all take care. Take care. Thanks, Chuck. All right. Um, real quick, uh, Joe, just run down the high school games. I'm not going to 
Um, let me see. I go from one A to 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 six uh, A that's left. Uh, we have uh, in the one A bracket you have Linden and Pickens County. Linden sitting at thirteen and zero. Uh, Pickens County at twelve and three. And uh, I think Linden actually shut Pickens out uh, earlier in the season, beat him pretty soundly. But Mike Williams, I heard an interview. Mike Williams, former tight end from University of Alabama, saying that we're a different team. Uh, they're different, but we're also different. Uh, they're sitting at twelve and three. That game's at two forty-five uh, today. The two A uh, bracket features Mars Hill Bible uh, School and Abbeville. Uh, they'll be playing on the fourth. Uh, Fife and Montgomery Catholic kicks things off. If you want to go out and watch some high school football, Fife at 15 and 0, Montgomery Catholic 12 and 2. They play at 10 a.m. Uh, on tomorrow. Uh, Joe, you think all of Gordo will be at the game tomorrow? Uh, <laughs> I certainly expect so. I'll be there. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Gordo taking on Hanley. And uh, Hanley 12 and 1 took down. Uh, ACA, uh, and, you know, ACA was number one team in the state and, you know, ranked pretty high. I think even had got some national ranking, uh, looks Gordo, um, that one loss, uh, that Gordo had was, uh, don't, don't, don't read too much into that from this Gordo team, not being legit, Joe, that was a, a, a four, a team losing to six, a Northridge, uh, in a close one. They lost their quarterback in that game and still remained undefeated. And, of course, Tanner uh, is back. So uh, I think that that's going to be a good one. I don't know if I'll be able to make it out to it. So, Joe, I'll be following you because um, uh, you do a great job. Uh, last night I was watching, getting all of the tweets and updates from the game if I hadn't been there. So uh, tell people where they need to go make sure that if they're not able to get to the game, they can keep up with it. Well, I'll be tweeting uh, at every game that I get to, so I'm on Twitter at, at JoeGather6 is my Twitter. But uh, you can find, more importantly, a whole a full game recap on Tide109.com. Uh, shortly after each of the games are concluded, I'm, I, I had my, my story written, Martin. About, I was about four four paragraphs <laughs> in last night, and then the kid, the kid blocked the punt, and I thought, ah, oh, that's fine, I'll keep writing, I'll just keep going on this. And then <laughs> I had to throw it all away. <laughs> that, but you can that, find oh, those yeah, on Tide109.com. Written, dude. I mean, last night the stories were written when it was one minute, under a minute to go, and Auburn had the ball, but it didn't turn out that way. To, that is the classical. Don't sing. Uh, it ain't over to the fat lady sing. Uh, she had warmed up and even took a few test notes, but uh, she did not get to sing last night for the Auburn Tigers. Then, real quick, 5A, uh, St. Paul Episcopal against Pleasant Grove. Uh, that's going to be tonight at 7.30. And then the 6A championship uh, will be Spanish Fort uh, against Pinson Valley. And uh, Pinson Valley uh, took down, destroyed the state, defending state champs Oxford uh, earlier in the playoffs and won. Uh, it was 34, I think, to two or something like that. And I don't know if you know this or not, but their coach, Joe, by former Alabama defensive back national championship coach Sam Shade, uh, replacing uh, Patrick Nix, Bo Nix's dad at, at Pinson Valley. So uh, he has him right back where Patrick left the program. 
uh, competing for state championships. So that, that would be a good one as well. And Spanish Fort, uh, took down Sarah Land, who, uh, was, of course, who put Jack, uh, the Jaguars out of the playoffs. So a lot of great high school football. If you get a chance, go out to Bryant Denny Stadium and support these young men. Coming back on the other side, we're going to have some recruiting conversation with Hank South, 247 Sports Bama Online Recruiting. Tide one nine traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks as we crank up our Thursday morning. Traffic pretty light. Just remember, if you do see conditions, give us a call. 205-886-8886. You don't have to leave town to get a great deal on a brand new Nissan. You can get it right here at your hometown dealer, Townsend Nissan of Tuscaloosa. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Sir. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show, the sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team. On your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Let's get right into the conversation with Hank South 247 Sports, Bama Online Recruiting. It's going to be some good conversation here. If you want to get in on that conversation, give us a call at 205-342-9904. Good morning, Hank. How you doing, sir? Hey, good morning, Martin. I'm good. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Well, uh, recruiting, um, there seems to be a trend happening, um, and it may just be me looking from the outside, but we'd like to get your thoughts on it. Uh are there a lot of guys decommitting? Uh, and are, is it more? I've not looked at whether it's the rising 
juniors, I mean, rising seniors are this class seniors, but seems to be a lot more news about guys out there decommitting um, compared to what you would expect at, at this time. Yeah, you know, there was, there was kind of a little flare-up on uh, on Monday of this week. I, th- I think like three or four 2021 um, recruits decommitted. Um, Armani Goodwin was the big one in the state of Alabama when, when, uh, when he announced he was backing out of his um, commitment to Auburn, the running back from Hewitt Trustville. Um, Luke Altmeyer, who Bama was recruiting at one point, who was uh, committed to Florida State, um, quarterback out of uh, Mississippi, he decommitted. Looks like he might be turning to Ole Miss. And um, uh, Terrence Lewis, a linebacker, five, I think he's a five-star linebacker um, that was committed to Tennessee. He decommitted. So, yeah, it was kind of a, a very big day for decommitments. Overall, as a trend, um, doesn't seem like it, it's going to keep up. At least, you know, I mean, there, there's always kind of signing day um, drama with, with some programs. Like last year, I remember, uh, you know, Rakeem Jarrett, the receiver, that was committed to LSU for so long. The Bama was recruiting real hard too. He flipped to Maryland on signing day and kind of um, surprised everyone with that. Uh, so there's always there's always that, but I don't think it's going to be a major trend this year. Um, at least not looking at it right now. Without the um, you know in person contact that that coaches can have, they're not really able to go out and see these guys this month like they normally would um, in December, where where coaches can make those in home visits and kind of make those last pushes. They're still going to be obviously recruiting and, and virtual visits and, and virtual Zoom meetings, all that kind of stuff. Um, but as far as this kind of big wave of flips, I, I just don't think it's going to happen as much as maybe we've seen it in the past. Yeah, it is a very, very interesting um, conversation. It was just, like like I said, and that's why I was asking if it was a trend because it was like, boom, all of a sudden you have all of these guys. You know, uh, from a personal experience, my son is, is being recruited, and it's just weird for him uh, especially having gone through the process dramatically different, of course, period than when I went through it. But, you know, he, he's trying to make a decision, um, Hank, without seeing some of these campuses because some of the people recruiting him now, there was no recruitment at, at all. Um, and so it's like, okay, we, we, we're, we're going to have to drive and make some visits, uh, whether it be from a scholarship standpoint or a PWO standpoint, we're going to have to try to figure out when we can make some our own expense paid trips. And I'm just wondering, have you heard from any of the guys the fact that they can't get on campus, uh, the ones who aren't weren't already committed prior to this, uh, is that holding any of these guys up from committing or have you not seen that impact them at all? A few, you know, like there, there's a few guys like, um, you know, like, and, and some of these guys have visited before, but, you know, the, throughout the, the spring and summer, since we've been in this dead period, they, they've been kind of holding out hope that the visits would open back up and, right. and they can get on campus. Uh, you know, guys like Brian Thomas, who's visited Bamba before, but, um, you know, he, he's considering Texas A&M. He's never been able to get out to Texas A&M. Um, Shamar Turner, the uh, big time defensive lineman out of Texas, he's been to Bamba as well, but. You know, they're all kind of hoping to get back. Um, obviously, that's that's not going to happen as they've extended the dead period to um, to April 15th. Um, so, like you said, it, you know, if, if guys want to visit, they're going to have to kind of do it on their own and plan their own trip, um, yeah. which, you know, we, we've seen happen. And I, I think some guys are maybe still kind of holding out, um, you know, to, to, to plan on doing that. 
you know, for the Iron Bowl, we saw um, kind of, I mean, kind of a big visitors weekend. I mean, obviously it wasn't anything Bama organized, but, you know, we saw um, three major targets um, get on campus. Xavier Worthy, the Michigan wide receiver commit, um, Adelier, the defensive lineman from Texas, and, and Xavier Story from the linebacker from Florida. So um, guys are doing it. I mean, they're kind of just taking it in their own hands. And, and then, you know, others, you know, guys committed to Bama right now, like Christian Leary, J.C. Latham, um, Kadarius Callaway, those guys have never actually visited in person um, to this point um, themselves. You know, uh, J.C. Latham's been to – I think the closest he's been to Bama is, um, you know, he, he played uh, – when, when IMG Academy played Hoover, that was kind of close as he got to Tuscaloosa. Christian Leary's been planning to make his own little trip for a while. He hasn't done it yet. But, um, it, I mean, it, it's impacting some others. You know, I, I think they're, they're not as impacted. But, yeah, you know, it, it could certainly have – um, some major impacts on decisions. And one, you know, one that's really interesting that's probably a recruitment that's not going to end early. It's going to be a, a February national signing day, if not later, um, is, is JT Tuimolo, the, the five star defensive lineman from Washington. Um, you know, that, that's kind of heading towards Alabama, Ohio State, like head to head for him. And, and kind of an interesting little note there. He's never been to Ohio State, but. He's actually been to Alabama, like it was the summer of 2018, I believe, when he was uh, okay. just after his freshman year. Um, so maybe that's something that you know <laughs> gives Bama an upper upper hand um, going into that February signing period. Whether you know, in, unless he gets out and does his own visit, so definitely like a little interesting uh, interesting circumstances we're, we're uh, tracking with, with this class. Absolutely, let's bring in Pat. Pat, you're in with Hank South. Uh, two four seven sports by mm-hmm. online recruiting and the Martin Houston show. What's on your mind? Good morning, fellas. Uh, defensive line. Oh, Hank, are we going to take three on the defensive line if we can get them if if they're available? Oh, and that's where my my question is. That uh, I'm hearing uh, some better thoughts on Mason Smith uh, down in Louisiana, and that even though uh, everything's been pointing toward. Uh, uh, LSU that he looks at Alabama as being an NFL factory, and that uh, that he uh, <laughs> he sounds more and more like uh, you know, hey, uh, who's going to get me to the dance and who's going to get me a national championship? That uh, what's your thinking on it? And I guess it, it looks like uh, according to uh, over the weekend that uh, hey, we're now the leader for. Uh, the uh, big defensive end from uh, Texas uh, to me. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I think as far as you know, finishing out the, the class, I, I think Bama's. I think they'd like to maybe add two defensive linemen. You know, if, if you know Mason Smith, JT, and, and Shamar Turner all called up and saying, "Hey, we all want to commit." You know, I, I think there's some situations where you just don't say no. But I think kind of the the realistic goal is maybe get two of those guys, one or two of those guys out of those kind of final quartet or a uh, few targets on the defensive line, whether it be Mason Smith, uh, JT, Shamar Turner, Chinise. Um But, yeah, you know, Mason Smith is kind of interesting. Everyone's kind of just penciled him into LSU's class for the longest time. Um, he's actually, I believe he's still planning to, to make a decision in the early signing period, so, you know, a couple weeks away. Um, but, you know, we've seen, obviously, there's a lot of um, stuff lying around LSU right now. 
with with all that uh, with that uh, the fallout from all the sexual misconduct allegations and, and how that has been handled by their staff. And you know, I mean, that's you know, you, you hate to kind of talk about recruiting when you're comparing it to that stuff, but that's obviously kind of a uh, you know red flag for a lot of people looking at LSU right now. And you know, whether you know is Coach O even going to be there, uh, you know, past this season. So that I mean, that's something recruits. You know, that's something they look at. Uh, I'm sure, and their parents want to see. And um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see how that affects Mason Smith. You know, I still think you know the crystal balls hasn't budged off LSU yet for him. Um, but you know, the two schools that have kept it real close for him are Alabama and Georgia. He actually grew up an Alabama fan, so um, you know, maybe late in the in, in the uh, cycle, Bama makes a run and maybe changes. Uh, that momentum, but uh, we'll, we'll see. Um, it, it's right there. And then, yeah, Tumise said uh, he told us uh, on Bama Online on Sunday evening that uh, he didn't. I mean, he didn't use the word leader, but he said Alabama is the team standing out to me right now out of his top schools. And basically, he eliminated Florida too. So he, he says pretty much Alabama versus Texas A&M. But this is Tumise is also a kid that you know he, he changes things up a lot. I, I think he's kind of. I think he likes kind of the the, the recruiting uh, the the, the buildup and you know people are anticipating what his decision is going to be. You know the crystal ball has kind of been trending towards A and M lately. He's now saying Bama, so definitely kind of making his announcement more intriguing. We'll see what he actually ends up doing. So yeah, there there's a lot of different directions this thing could finish, um, especially I mean just at the defensive line position. Okay, well Smith's going to be at the LSU Alabama game this weekend and. Oh, I just feel like that. Uh, hey, Nick is not going to take the foot off the gas uh, down there. That uh, the revenge yeah. factor. I, he he did a little talk about it, and um, he he was laughing. He says, "Yeah, it does kind of play into it." And uh, that uh, we'll we'll see. But hey, unless uh, unless LSU's defense really steps it up, hey, I think he's going to lay. Uh, well, between forty and fifty points on them, and it may it may show uh, Smith that Bama's a place he needs to be. We'll see. Yeah, it's I was it's kind of curious what like you know I've been following this week, and, and you know it, it's always good to get guys on campus for visits if you can, especially you know two weeks from signing day. But you know you got to think like, is this that great of a weekend? For, I mean, they have Mason Smith coming, uh, and Corey Foreman making his way back out too from California, and you got to think it's like. Probably could have been a better weekend. They could have had these guys attend the game, but you know we'll see. I mean, uh, yeah, maybe maybe it plays to Bama's favor more um, uh, this weekend. Like I, a couple of years ago, Ishmael Sopcher was at the the game. Bama shut LSU out. Um, I think what twenty nine to zero was the final score, and I think that kind of turned some momentum towards Ishmael Sopcher on on an LSU visit towards Bama. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Gotcha. All right, thank you, fellas. Y'all have a blessed day. Thanks, Pat. Yeah, Hank, you know, you, you laugh and, and say that I can remember uh, and, and have talked to guys who actually went to a school to see the the other team, you know. So uh, it'd be interesting if some of these LSU guys aren't using it. I mean, they're coming on an LSU visit, but uh, they may be coming to see the Tide one more time uh, in person as well just to kind of get a look. Because sometimes you you want to see those guys you're going to be competing against in person. So be interesting right. to see how that that says. Uh, one final question for you, uh, Hank. When we look at Alabama sitting two weeks away, hard to believe. Uh, what two weeks from today or from uh, 
we're going to be looking at early signing day uh, and everybody making that final decision where Alabama sit with their top targets. Yeah, you know, it's 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 really interesting because, you know, and Bama fans don't want to hear it, but, you know, if, if they don't uh, add anybody else, um, which I, I do not think is going to happen, I think there, there's going to be more guys that join this class, um, you know, you're still looking at one of the best ever classes they've signed, potentially still the top class depending on how other uh, targets, you know, decide. There. But, uh, yeah, you know, there, there's, there's a few different ways it could go. You know, like, like we just talked about, I think defensive line is really important. Um, you know, there's still a couple big targets in the secondary with Sage Ryan, Terry on Arnold, and, and some really interesting storylines at the receiver position, whether it be Xavier Worthy, who's now who's still committed to Michigan, but, you know, is going to make a final decision on early signing day between Michigan and Alabama, and then Brian Thomas, of course. And um, it'll be interesting to see because not a lot of, at least at this point right now, uh, I think the biggest signing day storylines for, for Ben will be, you know, it's, the, the guys currently committed all signing. It, it sounds like, you know, looking at everybody now, it sounds like nobody plans to, to wait to sign. So that's, you know, that's a major plus just there. You're not, uh, you know, you're not having to wait on guys already committed to, to sign in February unless, you know, Bama um, opts to have guys sign later, which we've seen happen in the past, um, you know, to maybe whether it be academic or other reasons just to, to keep them, um, you know, keep them waiting and, and have them sign in February. I don't anticipate that happening this year, but we'll see. So just getting all those guys on board, that'll be big. Um, but as far as targets, you know, you got Tim Nise, who's announcing on two weeks from today on December 17th. So he's not going early signing day. He's going the day after early signing day. So that'll be um, a guy we're tracking. Um, Xavier Worthy, like I said, December 16th. Um, but beyond that, you know, Shamar Turner, JT Tumolo, uh, Brian Thomas, um, on Arnold. Um, those guys are, are, are likely headed towards February. So, we might have a more um, action-packed um, February signing period than we have in the last few years, um, but we'll see. You know, guys can also wake up one morning and say, "I'm going to announce early." So, um, yeah, it, you know, I, I think Bama's looking to add, you know, anywhere from two to four more commitments, and you know, all those guys are a pretty major are, are major targets, and uh, could, you know, you could certainly make an argument for each of them ending up at Alabama. Yeah, and that makes a, a, a lot of sense that uh, February could actually. Um, have as much excitement. Uh, I just think with the craziness of how the kids can visit and all of that, and if they weren't already decided, then this football season hasn't really done a lot to to push them to make a decision yet. So we'll be definitely tracking that, but uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll track the early signing period as well. Let our listeners know where they can find out because uh, I'm sure there's going to be some great stories coming out in the next two weeks. Um, where they can find the breaking news on recruiting uh, by following you. Yeah. If you just go to alabama.247sports.com, you know, we're going to have content building up to early signing day all, uh, all, all, uh, every day the next two weeks. Um, there's already, I put up a big kind of, not really a preview, but kind of just a, where things stand with each target that's up now. You can go read and you can try, uh, BOL out for a dollar, um, for your first month. Uh, see if you like it. It's a good time to try it, especially, you know, signing day, see if you like it. And, you know, we'll we'll, we'll know the, the playoff standings and all that stuff um, over the course of the next month. So there's really not a better time to, to try out BOL and and, uh, and give it a whirl. So, uh, and then, of course, you know, I tweet all my stuff out, uh, articles and everything out at, at HinkSouth247 on Twitter. Yeah, and I, I would tell our listeners, hey, if you're looking for a great gift uh, for the guys for, for Christmas, maybe – 
getting that uh, year-long subscription to uh, Bama Online uh, will be a good good gift, a good ticket, maybe even something for yourself uh, that you can go out to Bama Online uh, 247 Sports, Bama Online Recruiting. You can get all the information there and follow at HankSouth247 uh, for all the breaking news when it comes to recruiting, especially regarding uh, your University of Alabama. Thanks, Hank. We'll catch up with you next week. Sure thing. Thanks, Ward. All right. Coming back on the other side, we'll have just a couple minutes to put the finishing touches on this edition of the Martin Houston Show. We will hit Bama's basketball game uh, and uh, give a few thoughts on that. So stay tuned for that conversation. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck at the intersection of Alabama 171 and US 43 in Northport. You can expect delays. Everything else looks pretty good. If you do see conditions, of course, give us a call. You don't have to leave town to get a great deal on a brand new Nissan. Get extra rebates, top dollar for your trade now at Towns of Nissan, your hometown dealer. I'm Captain Ray. Good morning. State Health Officer Dr. Scott Harris cautioning the beginning of administration of the COVID-19 vaccine to health care workers, first responders, and nursing home residents over the next few weeks will only be a start. He says initially only 40,000 doses will be available in Alabama. Almost 100 Tuscaloosa police and firefighters, including Fire Chief Randy Smith, off work this morning due to contracting or being exposed to COVID-19. The city says public safety is not compromised. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. You're listening to Tide 100.9. Are you in the holiday spirit? Check out Tuscaloosa's Home for the Holidays on Nick 97.5. All Christmas songs, 24-7. You're back here with the Martin Houston Show, and it's been a great Thursday. Talked a little bit of high school football uh, earlier in the program. Got some great high school football happening in Brighton-Ninny Stadium today. Talk a little recruiting. Uh, Alabama got, you know, uh, sitting right now with a a really, really strong stock class, but trying to t- close things out in a head-to-head battle for one of the top defensive linemen in the state, I mean, in the nation with Ohio State, uh, maybe having a little edge, according to Hank South, since he's in, uh, he's been to Tuscaloosa and not to, Ohio State, 
real quick rundown, two-minute uh, drill on the Alabama basketball team. Uh, Joe, big win for the Alabama basketball team last night, uh, getting uh, their second win in a row, 88-71 over uh, Providence. Uh, seemed to have rebounded from their defeat uh, against Stanford. Uh, what were your assessment of the, of the Crimson Tide last night? It's always good to win, and and going two and one in, in that event, it, you know, makes it somewhat successful. Uh, it seems like the uh, Alabama you know, shot the ball better from three point line last night. As the, uh, it seems like Monday they didn't shoot well, and then Tuesday and Wednesday they shot well. So it seems like that might be just kind of how Nate Oates's uh, Nate Oates's team is going at the moment. I think they're, they're actually going to keep improving. I think they're going to keep learning the offense and uh, gelling. Uh, with one another, people forget how many, how much turnover this team endured over the uh, over the course of the off season, and, and a lot of new you know a lot of new faces in the program. So I'm excited to see what we can build on. Clemson, you're next. Yeah, and I look at it, Joe. So like you do, sitting at three and one, coming out of that that tournament, losing to a um, a pretty good Stanford team uh, at this point in the season with all of the turnover and all that. What I liked, and C.J. Watson pointed this out, um, against Stanford, it was like no, they didn't know their mentality. When they fell behind, they just kind of, eh, whatever, and went through it, but uh, and didn't know how to fight back. Uh, the last two games, when it was an opportunity for them to fold and quit, they pushed on and pressed on. And, of course, John Petty, leading team in scoring the last two uh, games, Five and two point rebounds, assists, and of course, Herb Jones, uh, two rebounds from a double double, 11 points and eight rebounds. If Herb Jones is contributing on that level, double digits in the points, this Alabama team definitely has a chance to do some special things. We'll be talking LSU on tomorrow, we'll be talking Alabama moving on and preparing for a national championship. We'll do some flashback and we'll also have true false that and more. We thank you for being a part of the program. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Pat. Thanks, callers. Thanks, listeners. And thanks, Hank South. Roll tight. Catch you on the flip side. Have a blessed day, everyone. Remember this. Trust in the Lord always. Lean not your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Roll tight.